Hello, everyone, and welcome to another very special episode of Make Believe Heroes. Uh, I have for you today the first half of a very cool set of Make Believe Champions episodes. Uh, as you well know, we are currently on a season break. Hopefully, you've had a chance to listen to all of season four. And let me just say thank you so much for your patience as we are working uh, and preparing for the next season, as well as just taking some time for Thanksgiving coming up in the States here next week and then Christmas, and I've got a new baby on the way and all that good stuff. So uh, we are so thankful for this time to spend with friends and family. Uh, but in the meantime, we do have some special stuff like these Make Believe Champions episodes, uh, which are coming to you now, and we're very excited for you to hear them. The next one may not be out next week because of uh, aforementioned Thanksgiving, but it will be out, if not next week, the week after. So look forward to that, and uh, we're really excited for you to hear it. I think that um, I think you're going to enjoy this one. It's a lot of fun. We had a blast playing with our guests, and there's also some pretty cool world-building stuff and important things here. So we hope that you enjoy that. In the meantime, if you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions, any comments, anything uh, like that, you can reach out to us at letters at makebelieveheroes.com. That's our email address. You can also find us on Twitter at MBH Podcast, on Instagram at MBH Podcast, Facebook.com slash MBH Podcast, and, of course, at our Patreon. So. Uh, go check it out. Speak out to us. Let us know um, how things are going. And that's enough from me. We hope that you enjoy this very special episode. And of course, we are working on our next Kendall Bells special. So you've got that to look forward to as well. Cheers. This is a podcast where we play oh, no. Dungeons and Dragons with each other. That's not Jeffrey. Woo! Do you see how that's done? That is. So, you that know, was so good. Dang. I loved it. Skill. Hmm. everyone and welcome to a very special episode of make believe heroes my name is paul i'm going to be your dungeon master today and today we are bringing to you our 10th can you believe it make believe champions session it's crazy. I'm joined today by a couple familiar faces and a couple of new faces who do we got playing with us today hey guys it's jeremy and i'm playing none of your business <laughs> None of your business. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I'm playing Felicia. She is playing Felicia. <laughs> She's always playing Felicia. Felicia is a character that Felicia plays. Full time. <laughs> I'm Dave, and I'm playing uh, Garrick Steinbreaker. Ger go go Garrick? Garrick. Garrick. All right. Listen to that voice. <clears throat> Very good. I'm so pumped right now. <laughs> Put yourself together. Hi, I'm Michelle, and I'm playing Mabel Mossgrove. Mabel. All right. Mabel. That's cool we name. are excited to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. It's been a minute for for Jeremy, and uh, I'm looking forward to making this the worst possible experience for him. <laughs> TPK. TPK. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Dave, yes. you and Michelle, why don't you tell us how that you found our show? I think Michelle found it first. Well, I started listening to D&D podcasts first. Uh-huh. Um, we were listening to the Venture Maidens, and I think they okay. actually mentioned your podcast. Oh, sweet. 
And then Dave started listening to you and told me I should listen. Cool. Sweet. Cool. That's cool. Or so I'm always curious how people heard about it. And a lot of times, like, uh, you know, Google search the indie podcast. I'm like, cool. We're very glad that you guys found our show and we're excited about playing some D&D with you. Oh, so are we. Anyway, I'm going to roll a giant blue D20, this All large right. 20-sided die right here. Nah, see how, one. Nah, how bad one. it's going to be. All right, let's see. Oh, well, that's not too bad. Uh, it's a nine. 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 nine? All right. It's very middle of the road. So this should be a pretty middle of the road in terms of... But less. It's slight, yeah, it's, I guess it's slightly under. It's just a little under the middle. A little yeah, under just the middle. The expectation for NPCs is going to be going up. Have you listened to the last one? <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So we are going to be playing today in a new place, somewhere different, somewhere that has only sort of been seen in the show. It is far to the east of Manumi, and it is a city by the name of Barlin's Pass. You may remember Barlin's Pass as the home of Barlin's Army, the largest organized military group in the entirety of Monumi. Mostly a human city, but also plenty of other folk from all around the world who come to enlist and join up. Generally, Barlin's Army is tied up protecting the eastern side of the continent, and when I say that, I mean east of the Elder Mountains. Barlin's army is very, very, very powerful. They have lots of just standard warriors as well as magical warriors. People come from all over the world. Well, in the fallout of the attack on Fallen Grove and the canopy by Sebastian Blackfire, many folk from Fallen Grove actually migrated to the eastern side of the mountains. And a number of, I guess you could say, refugees nomads, people traveling from the far west, traveled to the far east because there is a pretty large expanse of forestry north of Branshire and Barlins Pass. That's where you can find things like Sylvandale and the Sylvan Forest and such. So we're actually beginning in Barlins Pass today and we are inside this city. And, and just for a little bit of, of context, the city is quite large and it is heavily fortified. Yeah. The city itself is almost a diamond shaped, but there are only two gates into the city. A far, the easternmost tip of the city, which is adjacent to the sea, which can only be reached by a gigantic lift that brings you up from the sea cliffs, and a western gate of the city, which is led into by the road heading straight from Branchire. Question. Yes, go ahead. Isn't there a river that flows through the city? Waterfall going off the cliffs? It doesn't flow through the city, it flows around the city. Uh, like a giant moat, which also plays into the fact that there are only two gates, and both gates are like a giant drawbridge that comes down to open the gates, and the gates are only open during daylight hours. So from somewhere around 8 a.m. to somewhere around 8 p.m.-ish, these gates are open, and after dark, they are closed, and there is no getting inside, period. So don't get caught out after dark, basically. Sounds like high rule, bro. The city is surrounded by a 100-foot-tall white stone wall. It is heavily fortified. Inside the city, there are two more walls that separate the three rings of the city, the outer ring, the second ring, and the inner ring. Each of these rings are kind of regulated and delegated into different parts of the livelihood of the city. And, and a lot of this is just kind of for your information. Basically, what you need to know is this. I know another city that had rings around it. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, it's almost like maybe it was inspired by that. There are uh, mm -hmm. the out the outer ring of the city is you know mostly residentials, mostly you know a lot of your sort of basic, but standard and 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 regular business goes on out there. There is only one inn in the entirety of the city, but it is massive. It's the largest inn in all of Manumi. And then there is a gate at the north point and south point that leads into the second ring. The second ring is where you find a lot of barracks and soldiers training. That's where they live and they battle. At the inner ring of the city, there are three enormous towers. There is the Castle Javelin, the Spear Fortress, and the Tower Pike. And these are kind of like... They each kind of have a very specific purpose, which we won't go into right now, because your characters wouldn't be really that familiar with it. But also in the center of the city, there is an enormous courtyard that every day is filled with a large open market. People come from all around the city and from outside of the city every day to set up in this market and to sell their wares. Right. That is where we are going to begin today with a figure who is walking through this large open market. It is cobblestone walkways and pathways with patches of green. It's actually a very beautiful part of the city and the three looming towers are surrounding uh, this enormous market in the center of the inner ring of Barlin's Pass and Felicia. So you see a blonde haired blue eyed woman in mm -hmm. normal outfit, not too fancy or flashy, trying to blend in. Okay. And uh, she's about 5'7", just walking through a human girl, mm -hmm. just going through the town. Uh, okay, you're walking around town. Uh, what are you What are you <laughs> doing in town? What are you, what are you looking for? Um... You kind of see her, like, really, like, looking and really paying attention to people. And if she sees a friendly face, that's what she's looking for. Someone that looks approachable, that looks like she could ask them questions or, you know, she's not really, like, sneaking or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Just kind of strolling through the town, just eyes open. There are a lot of carts and booths set up and people I mean there's a lot of folk it's just a very busy part of the city it's around midday and you have arrived in the city and made your way to the center and here you are walking along walking along uh, would you say Dave that Garrick has a friendly face I'd say so so you're walking along and you see a few booths you see a number of like armories there's a lot of people selling weaponry and armor and things like that you see one person selling what looks like robes and like fancy clothes you see one person selling food and well actually you see a lot of people selling food but then you do come up on a booth and there is someone standing there appears to be dwarven a dwarven man uh, and he has a booth set up, and there are a number of these little wooden figurines all around this booth set up for sale. And you see a very friendly-looking dwarf. Dave, why don't you describe how Garrick looks for us? Garrick's about four and a half foot tall, kind of tan skin, like he's been out in the sun for a lot. Uh, red hair, you know, long dwarven beard, of course. Wearing you know, just normal kind of brown leathers, kind of smiling away. You see Garrick standing there. Uh, smiling, mm -hmm. friendly face. And that you see all is these a friendly figurines. face. Yes, it right is. There. <laughs> there it is. Uh, what do you do? Um, she's going to reach down at her pack uh -huh. and open it and look down and Flicker's in there. Okay, Flicker. Wish me luck. I think this might be the friendly face we're looking for. He just kind of licks his paws and goes to cleaning himself. And you're not going to say, you're not going to give me any words of encouragement? I mean, just, come on, Flicker. He just looks up at you and blinks. I want a real flicker. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so she's going to just pat on the bag and, like, kind of make him, you know, nudge him a little. And then she's like, okay, okay, that's fine. So she closes the bag and she walks over. Hello. Uh... How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> Not awkward She's at all. really good at this. Not awkward at all. <laughs> doing good. How are you doing? I am doing great. Just, you know, looking at the booths and uh, I see you have a bunch of toys. Like, I, these are great. You whittled these all yourself? Ah, uh, I did. Uh, something to pass the time. Huh. Seems like something that I might would pick up you know I, I like to play the loot so i'm usually playing that you know how much is that one and she points down at one of the figurines on the table uh that one i'd say is uh copper cheap i got that that's yeah you don't have to look at your <laughs> toy if you got a copper you got you definitely have a copper so she takes out a copper and hands it to him i'll take it oh uh, what what is it garrick uh that would be a little bear and she's going to hold it and open her bag, kind of turn a little mm-hmm. so they can't see that there's this fluffy cat in there's there. There's a because, cat in your bag. Well, he, he didn't talk to me, so I don't want him to get to see him. Got to keep the cat in the bag. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> so lame. Yeah. So she's just going to throw <laughs> that uh, bear inside of her pack. Thank uh-huh. you so much. Like. Thank you. I, I haven't and been here. And she named it Sir Charles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Sir Charles of Berryness. So this is going to sound really random. Um, so do you live here? Is this, uh, you know, where you do you live here or have you been traveling? I, I, I travel around mostly. Oh, so uh, you're not really familiar with this place? No, I was, uh, oh. I, I lived in Fallen Grove, but uh, oh, can't really go back there right now. Huh. I heard a lot about Fallen Grove. It's, it's sad. I, I actually have a brother who's headed that way, um, but I haven't heard anything from him. Have you had any... You probably have a lot of customers come through here. Uh, a bit here and there. Any halflings? I've seen a couple uh, come through. Any, like, you know, green ones with, you know, no thumbs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that I remember. <laughs> I mean, uh, any green, green ones with no thumbs? <laughs> I mean, just in general. Green gnomes with I no mean, th- it's just a random <laughs> question. I know, I know they pick up toys and stuff. I just figured you might would see that. Um, okay. Uh, no, no, can't say I have. Well, thank you for all your help, and I will cherish this bear. Huh? I will keep it forever. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and I'll uh, keep my eye open for a, uh, a thumbless halfling. Uh, uh, so. If there was someone, though, that had no thumbs, like, could you help them? Could you, you know, bring the thumbs back? Like, not like a wooden carving. <laughs> is Misk asking <laughs> random merchants? This is great. She, he just this is amazing. He's uh, a friendly guy. Yeah. And she's not, she doesn't look like Miss, so it's like, great. Um, but if you saw someone with no thumbs, would you be like, hey, I, hello, I can make your thumbs grow back uh, with magic? You know, <laughs> you know like I, a regenerate? spell I, I, or something i think i know what you're you're saying um i'm not sure that i have that particular spell but uh i can look into it no that that's fine thanks um i'm sure i'll find it some of these days or one of these days so as this conversation is happening right next to this cart there is a or this booth there is a another cart uh, another booth set up 
and uh, there is a human gentleman uh, who is manning this cart. He is not elderly, but looks like he's older. Probably, I mean, he's got gray mixed in with his brown hair, and uh, he is wearing simple robes. Well, he has a companion there with him, uh, a woman, halfling woman, with similar, uh, like a light brownish hair with some gray mixed in of similar age. And she is kind of wandering around the cart, like tidying things up and straightening things up. And approaching this cart comes, Michelle, why don't you describe Mabel for us? Mabel is an old halfling. Old um, halfling. She's about 120 years old, but she kind oh. of stopped keeping track. Nice. She's pretty small. She's under three feet. She's got long gray hair, but it's all sort of wrapped up around her head in a braid uh-huh. with mm-hmm. a bunch of like twigs kind of stuck in at random places. She's wearing like just a green like traveling cloak, pretty nondescript with a, a staff, a walking staff. Oh, nice. Um, and she's got two bags around her waist, one on the left side, one on the right side. The one on the left side is kind of like a deep red color, and the other is just like a brown bag. Cool. So as you approach this cart, um, it is covered in very well organized, I'll mention, books, booklets, scrolls, and leaflets. There's no sign indicating exactly what it is, but you can your keen eye picks up on knowledge, you know, of some kind. So you you are here, you see this cart, do you walk up and uh, kind of see what's up? I'm just going to start looking through everything without yeah. talking to the cart owner. Yeah, for sure. Just looking for something written in, like, Draconic or something like that. Okay, wow, looking oh, for the nice. good stuff. Okay, oh, cool. So you step up and you you just start kind of filtering through, looking at scrolls and booklets and things. And the human man who is seated there, he just kind of sees you as you come up, but he kind of gets the idea that you're just looking. You look through some things. You don't find anything Draconic, but you do see a number of spell scrolls. You see some history books. You see some some things that might be interesting to you. And after a couple minutes of looking, the human does stand up and kind of walk over to you, and he says, Hello, uh, um, might I help you find something in particular? Um, not really looking for anything in particular, just looking for something that catches my eye. Oh, I see. Well, uh, are you a history buff, or are you looking for something a little more magical, or what, what, um, what exactly sort of material are you searching for? A little bit more magical, but like history of magic type thing. Oh, interesting, interesting. Are you from around here? You seem, forgive me, I don't want to assume, but you kind of have the look of a a traveler. I travel all over, but I primarily stay um, outside the Sylvan Forest area. Oh, interesting. Good, good. Well, we would be happy to see if we can't find something here that might be of interest. Let me, let me look around here. She just said Sylvandale Forest. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the forest up there. That's, we're nearby there. Wow. Yes, we're nearby there. Oh, boy. So he, he kind of steps up and he shows you a couple of books that seem like they might be interesting. Some history of magic stuff that he's got. Nothing written in Draconic, but some things that that would definitely be worth a read. Uh, and he's kind of talking about those things with you. And as you guys are standing there talking, he pauses for a moment when he hears a conversation next door. And he hears this blonde-haired woman asking about a regeneration spell. You, your carts are really close together. I mean, you're probably 15 feet away from this person. So, right. I mean, just if you're talking out loud, you can hear. And he steps over as you are kind of saying what you were to Garrick about, um, you know, well, thanks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, uh, excuse me. Yes? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to pry, but I couldn't help but over here. Did I hear you asking about a regeneration spell? Yeah. You, you know what that is? Do you know how to do it? I know what a regeneration spell is. And well, of course, you're... you're- 
do you know anyone that actually knows the spell and can f perform it? Like, anyone here? Uh, well, you'll need a, a very skilled and powerful druid for that, okay. most likely. It's possible you could get a cleric to do it, but the clerics here are very busy. Uh-huh. The best thing to do, there, there is a shop over in the outer ring. There's a druid, a... a, a a gnomish druid there who sells a lot of a lot of trinkets and druidic arts, and she might be able to help you out. Okay. I could tell you where she is, if that would help. That would help tremendously. Um, I, I oh, and uh, Miss, I'm sorry, I never did ask your name. He says to Mabel. Uh, Mabel. Mabel, uh, forgive me. My name is uh, Doric, and um, I am pleasure to meet you. I, I'm sorry, and. Uh, this, of course, is, is my wife, Janine, and he waves to the halfling. She pauses and waves over at you all and, and continues, like, straightening things up, and she's actually talking with a customer over there. Uh, it actually... You might find some very good uh, historical books on magic in her shop as well. I've only perused it a couple times, but she had some very rare things at her disposal. That sounds like my kind of thing. Well, thank you very much for your help, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, your conversation. Um, I will go to that store and I will find or try to help. Try to find words, words, words. Words. I will try to. We got this, Flea. Find this uh, store that you're talking about. It sounds really interesting. Uh, yes, yes, it is. It's quite interesting, and um, um, it is Garrick, right? I. Yes. Um. I've also seen a number of really interesting trinkets that she has in there. Not toys, I know, which you make, but more like totems and things like that. It's actually a really nice place. You, you might check it out as well. Ah, uh, thank you very much. I'll, I'll go do that. Oh, well, um, you probably know this town a little better than I do. If you want to travel with me, I mean, should be just down the street, right? Uh, it's on the outer ring, but yeah, it's not far from here. I mean, you can make your way over there, I'm sure. That was to Garrick. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, I'll leave you all to it. <laughs> it's okay, Dork. Uh, I mean, did you, you say Dork? I said, no. Did you call I me said Dork? Dork. Um, what? Uh, I'm just kidding. I like to do that. It's just a little joke we play. You see Janine over there rolling her eyes. Uh, what is your name, Miss? Oh, uh, L'Oreal. L'Oreal. What a beautiful name. Yeah. Are you from around? I assume you're not from around. No, here. no. I've traveled far distance to get here and oh yeah so i'm not really familiar with this place uh -huh. um i could use all the help i could get tell them you're the queen of the hells so speaking of the hells <laughs> as as you are introducing yourself as l'oreal yep a, a couple more figures come walking up rudely interrupt this nice conversation that's going on here uh probably with a puff of smoke oh boy <laughs> right of l'oreal shoulder <laughs> <clears throat> Greetings. Ugh. Hello, peasants. Peasants. Uh, L'Oreal's just standing there really stiff, and she's not going to turn around. Um, and she's, like, frozen. Excuse, excuse me, sir. And she's not going to turn around and look at you. Uh, why don't you tell them all what they see? Oh, no. You see a gorgeous, reddish-orangish-skinned tiefling with raven-black hair. He has a rapier on one side. He's dressed in orange and red leathers. On his back, there is a silverish-looking shield. Okay, okay. And over his shoulder is 
none other than Alu Marie Jin herself. Ah, uh, yes. Purple skin, tiefling, uh, golden eyes, long, dark, blackish with purple mixed in hair. She is wearing nice, nicely tailored wizard robes, uh, newly acquired. She gives a friendly wave to you all. Uh, she doesn't say anything. She's just going to wave. And she looks down at her hand, and there's this like, glowing thing in her hand, kind of like a, it almost looks like a tiny little hologram. We're all dead. And it's in the shape of an arrow. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Have any of you peasants <clears throat> seen a tiefling about? Standing right in front of me, I think. Doric. <laughs> Doric is standing there, and he's looking at you, and he kind of has this weird, almost kind of freaked out look on his face. He's going to address the little one who just spoke. Uh-huh. Little one, do you know you have sticks in your hair? Of course, I put them there. <laughs> of course, I put them there. <laughs> Marie elbows you in the ribs. Saul. So, do they do they get smaller as they get older? Saul, um, be friendly. I'm looking for Misk Isoda of the Nine Hells. <laughs> Marie is like, she kind of has this... If any of you are paying attention, Garrick, maybe you look over at Maureen and you see she kind of has a furrowed brow and she like starts walking to the side and she's like circling around you guys a little bit. And as she does, the arrow in her hand just stays locked in the direction of Felicia's character. And as she comes around behind you guys and Saul's just talking and blowing smoke or whatever, she looks up at the woman, she looks down at the arrow, she looks up at the woman, she looks down at the arrow, and then she looks at Saul. Saul doesn't know it's going on. But then she looks at at, at you, Felicia, at L'Oreal. Okay, so Flicker is in my bag, uh-huh. and he hasn't seen Saul since I've seen Saul. Uh huh. But he can't forget yeah. his smell. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So, Plus the smoke just got blown yeah, exactly. all over the place. So I would think that he he's, starts rustling a little in my yeah. bag. Yeah, he's crawling up and out I'm, of the bag. I'm like, I'm like trying to keep the top on. Yeah. Like stop. You're like stop. A- stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and then he's just gonna crawl up and probably jump onto Saul's shoulder. Well, he climbs up on your shoulder first and looks at Saul. Okay, that's fine. It's a cat. You see a cat. A white cat with a black patch on his eye. And he's got yellow, bright yellow eyes. And he's staring right at you. Saul continues to uh, nonsense at the halfling and then looks over at the cat. Do, do they just let their animals climb on them? The cat looks at you and says, <laughs> <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Uh, Saul's eyes go huge, and he uh, he <laughs> back for a minute, and he's like, "Flicker!" And then Flicker jumps over on you and bites you really hard on the cheek. <laughs> you little devil! Where have you been? How did you? And he's, he like hugs him. Uh, Satsaurus, I believe that this might be your sister. Nope. Uh, my name is L'Oreal. <clears throat> she finally just slowly turns around and looks at Saul. He's flabbergasted. Hello. Nice to see you here. Uh, 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 he was wrestling the cat. Uh-huh. Stop, Flicker, stop. And he gives him an ear. Uh, oh, gross. Oh, gosh, he ain't gross. ate an ear in forever. I, I tried Super to, gross. I tried to keep him away from that, Saul. It's a bad habit. Uh, he's like, Artie, he's like doing, he grabs your arms and like pulls you real close and he's, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, and he like tries to bury her in a hug. Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Mabel. <laughs> no. He just hug attacks Mabel. Miss uh, is very uh, taken aback by this, and she's, at first, she's like, she hasn't been around people in a, in a while. She's been alone with Flicker, 
And um, at first she's like really stiff and then she just relaxes and as she relaxes she turns into mist and she just hugs Saul as tight as she can. Well, I I think Garrick's just been kind of staring back and forth at them the whole time. Uh-huh. And when she switches back, he's just kind of kind of take a couple steps back. <laughs> I've missed you. I I should never I was angry it's, and and confused and I I'm, I'm I finally found you. How did you how did you find me? I I didn't tell anyone I was coming here. Shalmer didn't know. I told him I was going to Fallen Grove. He pushes you back a little bit and points at the arrow. Ah, yes. Uh, I might have had something to do with that. Um, we are quite familiar with your blood, in fact, since your brother shares it. So it was easy enough to locate you. <sighs> Mari, you came. I did. I'm topside, you could say. <laughs> how, how are you Top liking side. it? I'm liking it quite well so far, although this is an adjustment. I'm... Uh, not quite back to my previous strength, but Saul informs me that's quite normal. She doesn't like the smell. <laughs> it does stink. No offense, she says, looking at uh, Garrick and Mabel. Uh, I'm used to it. The, the hairy ones do tend to stink <laughs> quite a bit. Understood. <laughs> you guys look, and uh, Doric is gone. Like He is gone. Uh, in fact, so is Janine. Like They're not even at their cart. They're just gone. Gone, so hmm. peace out of here. Wow. Do you think we scared them off? Mm, they should be used to weird interactions. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. I mean, it's a street. They sell stuff, you know. Yeah, a lot of weirdos come through here. And uh, I'm pretty sure I heard your name is Mabel? That's what most people call me. Oh. <laughs> what do the rest of them call you? That's what I want to know. I'm going to call her the one with sticks in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they'll give you a bath at the hotel. Uh, Saul, I told you, be friendly. It is quite rude to tell someone that they should take a bath. Please forgive my friend. Although he has spent some time much longer than I on the natural plane, he lacks the simplest of niceties. Uh, my name is Marie, and this is Saul... And, um, then, uh, I'm Misk. Yes, we have been searching for his sister, Misk. And your names are, uh, your name is Mabel, I hear. And your name, sir? Uh, is Garrick. Garrick. Uh, well, um, thank you all for finding Misk for <laughs> us or something. Yeah, they, they helped. I would say they helped. I mean, I, I just bought something from him. Yes, just, just say thank you. It's easy. It rolls. Thank, thank you. Thank you, peasants. Oh, there's that word again. <laughs> I'm trying to wean him this off of it, but out. <laughs> it is very difficult. It's like a compulsion. He can't just stop calling people peasants. Um, anyhow, we have some things to discuss, so we will leave the two of you to it if uh, if your business has concluded. She says, looking at Misk. Um, actually, I uh, was going to ask Garrick if he could take me to the shop that Doric was talking about. Um, I'm oh. looking for some stuff. She looks at Saul. What are we looking for? We need we need to talk soon. Okay. Um, well, he knows where the shop is, so if we could just head that way, and then, I mean, the girl with sticks can come too if she wants. I don't know. The girl with sticks. She's already started walking that way. <laughs> oh, she's walking. Oh, maybe she knows. <laughs> the girl with sticks. The girl oh. with sticks. Okay. Uh, I think Garrick's just kind of quietly packing all the figurines into his bag. Uh-huh. Because I think Garrett probably gets the distinct impression these people aren't going to take no for an answer. Probably, yeah. He's packing his totems. Okay. <laughs> so you pack up all your totems and you're going to lead them to the uh, outer ring? Yes. 
Doric didn't tell you exactly where it was. He told you it was up the street from Rilsa's Rest, which is the inn I mentioned previously. The only inn in all of Barlin's Pass. Uh, Saul and Marie would have passed it. Misk definitely would have passed it. You two, having been here some, definitely know where it is. All right. Uh, so you start walking that way. So um, I'm looking for Miles. Miles? Yes, and I... Uh, Wouldn't the Shiv have him? Actually, a couple weeks ago, I was with the Shiv, and we actually had him, me and Yalmer, and our forces in Brightport. We had the Shiv, and then we had the Shiv go with us to help us on a mission, and he kind of, you know, got away. That was n- That was an accident. What? Yeah. You have a horrible choice of friends. <sighs> I know. I just, he knew how to get into the mansion and um we needed him forces in brightport that's one thing i'm looking for an army or a few armies or several armies well shamer is there and he's we've got a whole slew of people just ready to fight when i left miles i thought for sure he would be killed well he's actually not doing great i mean i haven't seen him in a long time but the last i heard was he had no thumbs no thumbs Saul's scratching his head. I've never thought of putting thumbs on my belt. Oh, no. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Out of control. <laughs> um, would she know that, like, would she think Shiv had something to do with that? The thumbs being gone? Yeah. Yeah, no, Shiv straight up okay. sold her. I cut his thumbs off. Okay. Like, I took his thumbs off. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> the Shiv did it. Apparently, when we went to the Nine Hills, Miles was left with the, you know, blood contract, and Shiv didn't like that I left, and... He um, he took Miles' thumbs. That's why I'm looking for this regenerate spell or something like that. I, Regeneration spell. Yeah. If we could do that, then maybe Miles can help us and we can get him out of here. Or, well, I don't actually know where here is. Just kind of got a heads up from the mages in Brightport. Because I was actually going to come find you and try to help you. But looks like well, we found each other anyways. Yeah. Mari is rather talented. Uh, I need to talk to you about Mom. Mm, what about her? I haven't seen her. Mari leans over to uh, Garrick. They have a lot of catching up to do. It's just a lot of baggage. Uh, I, I see that. Uh, they're uh, a little interesting, aren't they? Uh, the, certainly, yes. Interesting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know if I should just be openly talking about it in the middle of the street, though. Maybe we'll get some privacy soon. Yeah. Um, Mabel, do you know how much farther we have? Not a clue. I don't pay attention to distances. I like the one with sticks. Yeah, she's very nice, um, I think. No, she's not. It's fantastic. (laughs) Would, uh, Would Garrick know about how far it is, Paul? Yeah, you're, you're familiar with, with the area. You guys, about this point, have probably reached the inner wall, which is a 50-foot wall that separates the inner ring from the second ring, which is the second ring is the place I was talking about before. It's like mostly garrisons and barracks and things, soldiers training. Okay. you got to pass through there, circle around about a quarter of the way through the city, and then go out the gate of the second wall, and then you're, I don't know, maybe a half hour's walk from where you're going to be. So it's going to take you guys probably a solid hour anyway to walk where you're going. Okay. Uh, we, we still got quite a while to go. Probably got about an hour or so before we even get there. Sounds great. Where's the nightmares when you need them? <clears throat> I know. I wish I had an angel. Uh, 
Mari looks at Mabel and Garrick. Nightmares, they're, they're sort of like a smoky devil horse from the, the Nine Hills. We, we're all actually from the Nine Hills. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, Fallen Grove most recently. Uh, Dimmerhold before that. Ah. Saul, like, drops back two steps behind everybody. (laughs) (laughs) PTSD. (laughs) He's like, Marie, don't you say a word. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of. And uh, and Mabel, are you you also from Fallen Grove? No, I haven't been to Fallen Grove in years. Oh, well. I mostly spend my time in the Sylvondale Forest. Oh, well. I've only recently come to the natural plane, but... What I have seen of Fallen Grove, I hear, is not quite what it once was. No, it's a bit different now. Snowy wasteland. Aye. What happened? Uh, what happened? Yeah, wasn't you, I mean, wasn't you supposed to... Uh, Yeah, it's like choking on smoke. Choking on smoke so hard. (laughs) Misquid kinda catches vibe like, uh, Mm. that's that's the uh, sibling shut up, Mm. you know? (laughs) The, uh... The Unchained destroyed it. Oh. Hey. Etonia's gone. Yeah, I heard about Blackfire. Question, Garrick. Well, having lived in Fallen Grove, and, and, well, perhaps you as well, Mabel, being connected to the forest, do either of you have experience in Druidcraft? I, I've been uh, uh, working with uh, Druidcraft for a while. No little bit here and there. And Mabel? Yes, I've been a druid for as long as I can remember, which isn't very long, honestly, but I think I've been doing it for a while. (laughs) Well, I'm curious, as a magic user myself, has your magic, has your druid craft, has it been affected by the recent change, the the loss of Atonia? Uh, It doesn't seem to be. Uh, I haven't really noticed any difference. The forest is much quieter than it used to be. There's a certain emptiness, but so far the magic remains intact. Ah, very interesting. I, I wondered about that. I... You mentioned, you said Sylvondale Forest, correct? Yes, I, I think I mentioned that a few times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you oh. know anyone named Relvis? Oh, Relvis. <laughs> Relvis. Relvis? So... For the record, Relvis is an alias for Hope and Kill. So if you've ever been around uh, Sylvandil, like the actual the tower of Sylvandil, then you've probably heard of Relvis, which is the alias for the Silver Dragon Kelly. It's a really stupid name that he uses. <laughs> yes, of course I know Relvis. You do? Well, I, I just, I saw him recently uh do you he's like giving her to look like do you know relvis you have no <laughs> like, idea what he's talking you know about I'm yeah i'm not <laughs> picking up on the social cues <laughs> we'll say that you, you do not know that he is a silver dragon we'll say it like that i really enjoyed uh our time in Sivondale when we were over there that was great yeah cool. when we defeated the dragon it was incredible the dragon and misk is gonna elbow saw oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Can I look at him? She's from Sylvondale. Sounds like she may have some uh, interesting stories. Oh, yeah. We've got a ton of stories. Um, She's a bard. She makes them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been working on some. Uh, 
here recently. Uh, Had a lot of time by myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Flicker hops up on Saul's shoulder, and he... Uh, you want to translate? Yeah, he's telling you embarrassing things about Misk. Being oh, on. God. <laughs> Flicker! <laughs> that, was, that was one time, okay? I didn't mean to catch the whole forest on fire. Like, that was an accident. <laughs> he just looks at you, he like tilts his head to the side and has this knowing look. This cat is very expressive. <laughs> <laughs> and it talks. Garrick and, and Mabel may may pick up on the fact this is this so weird. I mean, obviously it's speaking of some sort of freaky language. So. Right. Yeah, I'm very confused because I've never heard a cat talk like that. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> We're seeing it eat ears. I mean. Oh, that's disgusting. Like, that's disgusting. Uh, well, you know, cats will eat anything. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You know, it's, it's there, so why not, right? They are evil. So, uh, you all continue your trek. You come through, you see, like I said, you see a lot of uh, garrisons and and, uh, and like barracks and soldiers all dressed in the full Barlins Pass regalia. A lot of times you'll see troops passing through, and there's kind of like a, it's not like a sidewalk, but it's like a separate sort of road off to the side for civilians that people are passing to and fro on. And then there's like a secondary road off a little further out from the center of the city uh, that you see a lot of like military stuff going on. And uh, you all travel through the area, you pass through, you finally come to the gate out of the second ring into what will be the outer ring of Barlins Pass. And as you do, Garrick, you know, you take a left and you're getting close now to the area where Rilsa's rest is located. Now, what uh, good old Doric told you was that it's a small shop, wooden kind of hut, stands out just up the road past Rules' Rest. And coming from the direction that you're coming from, there's only there's only one way to go past it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you guys are within just a few minutes, and, and before too long, you see Rules' Rest. Now, the sort of theme if there is one, of Barlin's Pass in terms of architecture and design is whitestone. Every prominent building in Barlin's Pass is made from this whitestone, which is really only found in this part of the world. It's a very pure and clear white. It, it's different from something like marble. It is a stone, like, like a blocky stone, but it is very, very, very white, almost bleached. And you see a lot of these buildings, but Rills's Rest is actually made from like an earthy red color stone. It greatly sticks out. Like a sore thumb. Yes, very much so. Like a sore thumb. And it's like three stories tall. Or the lack of a thumb. It, it's huge. It's this <laughs> massive inn uh, with large doors in the front. And it's impossible to miss it. And you all do finally come up on the place where you find Rills's Rest. And there are a few people coming in and out. And Garrick, you lead them past there. All right, so uh, we're, we're just about there. Uh, it's just a uh, small little hut. You're bound to see it. It's uh, very different from the, the rest of the stone around here. Hmm. Sounds good. We better not set it on fire. Uh, probably not. Okay. He looks at Misk and <laughs> and he's like, that's right, right? Right? Like I did good, right? <laughs> For the record, Flicker said that I caught the whole forest on fire. It was one tree, and it was because he didn't put the rocks where they're supposed to around the campfire, and I fell asleep, and he just was doing whatever cats do. You're interrupted as a piece of rotten ear smacks you in the side oh, of the face. Flicker. <laughs> okay. You've been with him for, what, five minutes, and they've already picked up his habits? He's my devil. I know. Honestly, he's kept me sane. I've, I've been alone a little bit, um, but... 
Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Mm. He's been keeping me, uh, keeping me safe. Mabel, uh, you are looking around as all this weirdness is going on, and you see off to the right, up ahead against the outer wall, a small wooden hut. I just go into it. You just start walking toward it. Yeah. Mabel cuts off and goes over to a small wooden hut, and the rest of you can spot as she's walking over there and think, oh, well, there's a small wooden hut. Maybe this is it. Let's follow the one with sticks. Yes. Lead us. <laughs> May the one with the sticks lead us. I feel like Madam Mookie and Mabel would be oh, best no. friends. No, Madam Mookie's insane. <laughs> um, okay, so you go up to the door. There Again, there's not really a sign um, or anything. It's just kind of a very simple laid back. It's funny as it does stick out because of all the white stone, but it looks like it's not trying to stick out, if that makes sense. Are there, like, any open doors or windows? There are plenty of open doors and windows. Uh, the front door is wide open. It's wooden doors, and it's, like, two doors, and they are opened and just leaned wide open. There are uh, a number... On the front of this small wooden building, there are two open windows, which are have wooden shutters, and they're also open. But actually, Mabel, as you approach the front porch and step up onto it, the window on your left is closed and you see someone inside there that steps up quickly and closes the window and you hear hear them latch it as you are stepping up to the front door um mabel's just gonna kind of poke her head in uh-huh. and look around the door frame and see what's going on you poke your head and look around the door frame and this is definitely some kind of shop it's kind of messy not real messy but just it, it's like a small space with way too much stuff if that makes sense and there are plants hanging uh, from the ceiling, strange-looking plants, not like decorative plants, like weird plants. There are boxes with uh, lots of trinkets and things stacked inside of them. Off to one side, there's a long counter with lots of vials of different colored liquids. On the right side, there is a bookshelf filled with leaflets and booklets. Kind of a lot of different things. You don't see any, like, metalwork. It feels very kind of—it would probably feel kind of at home— for Mabel because everything in here has a sort of natural swing to it. You know, it's very, very druidic. Yeah, it really reminds her of her little hut in the forest. Yeah, yeah, I would say it does. <gasps> Madam Mookie has a hut in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> you step up, uh, Mabel, and you see this, and there is a, uh, a short gnomish woman. She has green hair, but it is peppered in with grayish white, more white than gray, that it seems like maybe it's starting to take over. Uh, she is wearing a deep orange sort of handmade dress and a pair of thick spectacles. And she looks over as your head kind of pokes in the door. And she says, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but we're actually we're actually close for the day. It's kind of early to be closed, isn't it? You all step up into the door? Yeah. She's talking to Mabel, right? She was talking to Mabel, oh. yes. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, Mabel's just kind of staring at her. But you all step up and you see Misk standing there, the tiefling. And, and I'm sure, does Garrick step up as well? Yes. You all crowd into the door, all five of you. Oh, oh uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm afraid that we're closing up the shop for the day. You look pretty open to me. Uh, yes, well, um, yes, but, uh, uh, uh okay, uh, all right. Just, just, uh, quickly, please. Um, uh, I really do have something I need to take care of. Well, I'm just here for one thing. I'm not sure what Mabel and Garrett. Well, just, just look around, just look around, and she kind of turns around, and she walks off, and she's, like, going through and, and messing with stuff and putting some things away and all that stuff. All right. Uh... I go look for a wand of wonders. Okay. You don't see any wands <laughs> in here. <laughs> there are a number of things, a lot of, a lot of strange things. Like I said, some plants that if you get too close, they start uh, leaning towards you. 
maybe you should be a little concerned about that. Awesome. Mm. Uh, there's the booklets and the books and, and the leaflets and the scrolls. There are a number just like uh, Doric told you, Garrick, you can find a shelf with a lot of little wooden trinkets. Okay. That's probably where he's gravitating towards then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maple's yeah. going to go up to those plants that are like leaning towards Saul and start uh-huh. like stroking them like they're a pet. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> react. They react very positively to your petting of these plants. Hey, they like you. Most of them do. Where do you find your friends? Um, <laughs> when you found me, honestly. They're pretty cool, though. I like them. Misk is going to head toward the um, scrolls. And okay. Things. Yeah. You're looking at the scrolls, filtering Just kinda through. Just kind of looking and trying to find. Something. Yep. Maurice steps over and is looking uh, at the figurines with Garrick. What is Saul doing? Uh, leaning on the door, smoking. Doesn't look like there's anything in here worth taking. After a moment, she walks over to you. Uh, 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 could you? Would you mind to put that out while you're in here, please? There are a lot of things that that won't react well to your to the smoke. Put it. Do what? If you could not smoke while you're in here, that would be greatly appreciated. The plants, they, they don't like the smoke, and also we've got some dry papers and things like that. If you'd like to just, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. If you want one, just ask, peasant. Okay. All right. Oh, it's, no. You definitely hear him saying that to the He sees Marie glaring at him and, and puts it out. Mm. Throws it out the door. Marie is asking uh, Garrick about these figurines and like if he's got some some expertise in this area and different things. She's interested in their magical use and if these are magical or if his are magical and if there's any sort of magical nature to them. Misk, you hear Saul insulting this poor woman. Uh, just take what he says as a grain of salt. He's not, he's not really mean, but I mean he's a little mean. Uh, I, uh, I just, I'm sorry. I really, I'm gonna have to be closing soon. Is there something I can? Is there something I can help you with? Or are you looking for something that you really need right now that you can't wait for later? Can you grow thumbs? I'm, s- I'm sorry? <laughs> can you grow thumbs? Can you grow thumbs? She wants to know if you can grow thumbs. We well, got plants, but not thumbs. What sort of thumbs are you looking for? Like a spell that, like a regeneration spell. Oh, oh. Uh, well, uh, sh- uh, for gnomes, green ones. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I could, could perform a regeneration spell. I'd have to have the right components, but uh, I could... I'm sorry. Forgive me. It's just, it's been a very difficult couple of days. Um, uh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Halia. Halia Lockhart. Uh, what might be your names? Ooh, a Lockhart. My name is Misk. Misk. This is Saw. Satsaurus, peasant. No, Satsaurus. Uh, he likes to smoke and call people peasants. I can see that. This is Marie, and <laughs> that's Garrick and Mabel. Well... Um, I, I'm sorry. If you're looking for I, someone to do the regeneration spell, what did you did you lose a toe or did I lose a what? A toe, two thumbs, two thumbs. Which one of you has lost your thumbs? Well, none of us, but he's a friend of mine. He's not here. Actually, have you seen a halfling green, uh, mint green. skin? A mint skinned halfling with no thumbs. Surely that's not like a common thing between halflings. I'm not. I'm sorry. I've never seen a, a halfling with green skin, nor what have about... I seen one without thumbs that I can recall oh. recently. I've never seen one that wears sticks in their hair either. But... <laughs> wow. What is Saul? Fixated on these sticks. He's stuck. stuck. He's anyway, stuck. It's good. Um, it cracks he's like his ears. He's like, is she going to use them to buy something? It's funny. <laughs> is she going to use them? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> Honestly, I, that's all I'm looking for is a regeneration spell, but... Well, if you don't have the person here that you need to do this spell on, there's not really much I can do for you. I'm sorry. Oh. 
So I have to find the person and bring them to you, and you well, can do it? I could, but I don't have the material components that are necessary either. Not really. Oh. I'd have to have some holy water, and, and as a druid, that would mean water from a fresh spring in Fallen Grove, and I'm not even sure that fresh water from Fallen Grove now would work, so it'd have to be fresh water from before. before. It's tricky. I'm not sure. Okay. <sighs> So... She, she sits down on this little stool and she, like, pulls her glasses off and she rubs her eyes for a minute. She, like, stops. She looks around. Suddenly, she kind of has this, like, look in her eye. Oh, no. Uh-oh. And she looks around at you all and she says, Well, you know, actually, now that I think about it, there is, uh... Well, she kind of looks over at the door and leans out, makes sure nobody's out there. There is, there is uh, a way we could possibly get to the water that I need to perform the spell. And I suppose if I had the water, I could prepare a spell in advance for you, you know, like imbue it in a stone or an amulet or something like that, or a totem. I've got a lot of totems over here. I see you've been looking at, mister. Oh. I, they're very nice. Oh, well, thank you. I uh, I, I carved most of these myself, and uh, and my uh, my husband, he, he's actually quite good at um, at the carvings as well. Quite good. Well, look at this one. He, um, Garrett carved this one, and I get the bear out mm. of my bag and, and oh that's lovely that's lovely work very lovely workmanship oh thank you um if you'd like it i might be interested in purchasing some of these from you um but anyhow i'm getting i'm getting off track the thing is in in barland's pass any imports and exports are highly regulated and uh i i am hoping to procure some more of these things some more of this water and such that's very limited and very expensive but it could be weeks still before i could get it the only way I know of that you could get it now would be in uh, less uh, official avenues. You mean sneak it in? No, uh, you'd have to go all the way to Fallen Grove to do that. And like I said, I'm not sure it would even work then. Hmm. But there is, there is, there is somewhat of a hidden black market. Black market. Shh! Oh. Don't yell it out. Sorry. Are you new to Barlin's Pass? There's yes. guards on every corner. Yes, I am new, um, but I'm open to whatever you suggest. You know this place better than I do, and anything you suggest, we're probably going to do it. So just tell me what I should do first. Okay, one second. While this is going on, Mabel, um, are you still messing with the plants? No, I've moved on from there. I'm looking at the books and scrolls. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, let me see here. Why don't you just give me, let's go with Perception. Retro. Okay. I'd call it an investigation check, but I want you to use your wisdom instead of intelligence. So we'll just do perception. That's uh, 15. Total? Nice. Yeah. Good. Okay, good. that's pretty good. Pretty good. So as you are as you are messing with the plants, there is one that looks almost, think like a Venus. Actually, it's kind of more like a piranha plant from Mario Brothers. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a okay. circular round toothed thing. And one of them like comes up and there's like a bunch of them. There's like a big one and then a bunch of smaller ones. And one of the smaller one comes up and kind of nuzzles your arm. And when it does, it, like, kind of pulls loose and crawls up onto your arm. Uh-oh. And it's, it's like, it's almost looking at you affectionately. It's almost cat-like. Oh. Okay. Um. Mabel has, has seen plants like these before, which, are, which can be dangerous, but you can tell that it likes you. I'm going to take this little cat-like plant up to Holly and ask how much it is. Okay. <laughs> so as she is talking about this this whole black market thing, Mabel walks up and she's got this little plant and you can ask her you ask her how much it is. Oh, uh did that uh did that come to you or did you take it? Oh, it came to me. I was going to say yeah. That's that's those can be very volatile little creatures. 
Oh, sure, but this one seems sweet. People say I'm weird. It seems to have taken to you. Um, I'll tell you what. If you all can get this material, which is holy water from Falling Grove, if you can get it for me uh, and let me keep what's left after the spell, you can all take something from the shop. You can have the plant. And Garrick, you're welcome to any of the totems over there you might find. And the rest of you, if you see something you like now, you can take it or you can take it later. We'll settle up. And of course, you uh, miss. Of course, it'll be the spell. And there may be some cost involved because it is a very expensive and powerful spell. That's fine. Whatever whatever you need. I, I want to roll investigation to see what the most expensive thing in the shop the is. The most expensive thing in the <laughs> shop is. What a jack wagon. All right. Let's we'll see go. what you got. Investigation. I rolled for poops. Okay. I rolled a two. And you have uh. a plus two, so a four. Woo! You are completely dumbfounded. Everything in this shop looks like garbage. I know. Who would want... Wood? You pay for plants, plants here? <laughs> Paper? There's no metal in this whole place. Nothing. Mari, we are wasting our time. I don't know. I actually think some of these things seem quite valuable. I'd love to spend some time in here doing some study. Um, maybe something I might find for myself. Mabel's going to look over at Saul and say... Young man, you could really learn a thing or two from your friend here. <laughs> Get him. Get him. Young. Does she? I love it. He's like looking at Misk and Marie back at her. Marie three. snickers and looks at you. She's like. <laughs> I think you found your match, Saul. Learn that boy something. <laughs> she just doesn't know I'm ancient. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so it might be a little too late for him, I'm afraid. Anyway. So, uh, if you'll go, I have a contact I can reach, and, well, they'll uh, set you up with a someone who can get you what you need. And I, well, I've, I've done business with them before, but as a, as a proper business lady, I can't really be seen doing those sort of things. But if the four of you, or the five, I'm sorry, if the five of you be willing to meet them and grab the holy water that we'll need, then perhaps we can strike a deal? Sounds great. You... You have really helped me out today. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad I can help you. And she reaches out a hand to shake on it. Miss shakes her hand. All right. Well, here's what you're going to need to do. And she basically explains there is a barracks in the second ring, which seems like maybe not the best place to do something like this, but it's the only place where they will meet. There is a barracks, and behind that barracks... Up against the outer wall, there is a alley that is pretty much abandoned, except for one old weapon shack that's no longer being used, and it has become one of a few known places to meet with the sort of folk who operate with the black market in Barlin's Pass, which is very, very deep and secret because Barlin's Pass is heavily, you know, guarded and watched. Basically, she tells you you all will need to wait until 10 p.m. after dark, and you need to be at this hut down that alley behind what is called the Eagle Barracks. And she kind of gives you the general idea of where it is. Eagle and, Barracks. And uh, Garrick, you've spent enough time in Barlin's Pass. You know you know where it is. You're pretty sure. And, and when she describes you're like, yeah, you're pretty sure you've seen, you've seen that one before. You need to go there, sneak around up against the outer wall, go down the alley, and get to the old shack. And when you get to the shack, someone will be there to make the exchange. And it you need, to, you need to take some gold because it's going to be expensive. We've got plenty of that. I don't know if I've got a bunch of I've got plenty of that. Oh, well, that works. I'm glad you found me. Yay! Well, if you, uh, <laughs> once you've got it, I'll, um, I'll be here in my shop tonight, and you can come and uh, bring it here, and we will see what we can do, okay? 
Thank you so much again. Oh, it's uh, my pleasure to do just that. I uh, hopefully can help your friend without the thumbs. Yeah, hopefully I can. But what about the green skin? <sighs> that's a whole nother story. I don't even. Yeah, I, I'm curious about that. I mean, I've met gnomes with green skin, but that's not abnormal. But for a halfling, is he half gnome? No, I don't think so. Interesting. Honestly, I never is asked. Is it like a deep forest <laughs> green or is it like a light, like a minty no, green like, or like a lime green? It's really green? light minty. Hey, sticks, you ready to go? A stick. It's not nighttime yet. <laughs> She's right. You've got quite a few hours yet. You might um, grab something to eat or or something. That Rills's rest is just up the road. They've got a very great plate. Well, we could go Saul's over there and walking out the door. Uh, okay. I, I mean, before you go, um, is anybody wanting to take anything as a part of the deal? Garrick's probably going to look through the totems and see if there's anything. Okay. Marie is also looking through the totems. Uh, are any of them magical? Most of them. Most of them have some sort of a magical Ooh, connection. Awesome. Okay. Mari, you can get whatever you want for me. Some of them seem like implements. Did you say she can get whatever she wants for you? From. Yep. Okay. For his I got spot. you. So some of them are more like implements, seem like. Some of them seem to have some sort of innate magic, but for you to really understand what it would be, you would need to, you know, something like uh, detect magic or, or ask her, and she might know, she might not, something like that. But uh, why don't you make me a roll, Garrick, if you want. Okay. Let's see what we've got here. I would say it's going to be some kind of a... Well, you could do Arcana if you wanted. Okay. Uh, and you could actually do it with, with wisdom instead of intelligence. Okay. Uh, so what that would mean is you're going to roll me a d20, and you're going to add six to it instead of five. Okay. It's a 17, so 23 total. Wow, that's really good. You go to looking around, looking around, and you come across a totem that you, you're not sure, but you kind of take it and you mold over, you look at it, and you look at some of the markings that are inscribed on it. So what would you say is Garrick's favorite kind of animal? Something like a bear or a wolf or a panther or something like that. Badger. Badger. <laughs> Honey badger. <laughs> He'd probably be into the large cats. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, cool, cool. So, so like a panther or a um, Guinevar. Yeah, do well, it. <laughs> uh, something like that, you know, leopard. Yeah. Um, what about like a snow leopard? Okay. Yeah. Ooh. No, that's that's exotic. I like it. That's Dimmerholdish too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Uh, it's definitely in the shape of what looks to be like a snow leopard. It's very simplified, but in looking at it, you can sense the magic in it, and this seems like. A summon totem hmm. with the right word, mm -hmm. this little bad boy could turn into a snow leopard. Amazing. Hmm. Nice. I believe he's going to grab that one. <laughs> okay. Sweet. You might talk to Halia about it, and she can give you the, the command word. Okay. To release it. Definitely. And the command word is its name. Okay. You can name it whatever you would like. Okay? Okay. You don't have to tell me right now, but if you go to use it, you can name it. Right. Okay. All right. You've got your plant, Mabel. Mm -hmm. Is that cool with Mabel? Keep the plant. Sure. It's amazing. We're all getting Pokemon right now. I mean, it's going to, it's, it's, it'll have some use. Okay. If you want to use it. I have no idea what it is, so. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. We'll be making <laughs> okay. it up as we go, probably. Uh, okay. Saul wants a Pokemon, too. Saul wants a Pokemon, too. Well, he has Flicker, so I guess that counts. You have Flicker. Yeah, yeah. Flicker is your Pokemon. Your little, uh, what's the fire cat? The fire cat, Litten. Litten, that's it, Litten. Nerds. 
Marie goes looking for some spells. She looks through some spell scrolls and she grabs a couple, takes them with her. Misk, of course, you're you're waiting on a spell. Correct. All right. You all head out. What are you going to do? you got a few hours to blow. What is your plan? Just past time, anything you want to do past time? Um, we're going to go to that place Rilsa's that she rest? said. Yeah. Rilsa's. Yep. Are all of you going to go? You're not You're not required to do so. Garrick will probably go along, too. Come on, Sticks. Let me introduce you to bourbon. That's Mabel's just going to kind of give Saul a side eye uh-huh. and then look around for some sort of a park or something. Anything with greenery. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you can find something like that splattered throughout the city, a couple spots where it's just like that, because the city is mostly white stone, cobblestone streets, white stone buildings, very little in the way of like natural things, except for just a few of these little green parks set up. You find a lot of kids there, things like that, and you can definitely find something like that nearby if you kind of want to go off on your own for a bit. Yeah, that's what she's going to do. Okay. So you go off for some chill time, maybe try to get your know your little piranha plant a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Are the others going to eat at Rosa's Rest? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You guys go and you come inside of the inn. It's a very large inn. Like I said, like the opening area where you step inside is is basically there's like a little desk. You know, it's kind of a kind of very official sort of because it's the only one in the city and it's massive. But there's a little desk and and you all tell her that you're there to just to hang out and get something to eat and that she kind of points you in the direction of the dining area. And you go in there and it's this, it's sort of a general inn tavern type setting where you can have a seat and someone will come around and take your order. And they have, like, their special for today, which is a fresh-caught red snapper fish. They also have a number of, you know, vegetables imported and things like that. So they... We'll take the fish and your best meats. But the lady who is waiting on you. Fish is the meat, sir. Fish is the, the meat is the fish. Fish is the meat. What about orange juice? You got any of that? Um, I think we have orange juice, yes. I'll, I'll take a glass of that. Okay. Whatever she got and some bourbon times everyone <laughs> okay <laughs> so she brings you all everything you order food and drink and things like that and you all have some moments to sit here and talk tell me garrick what what is the city like there's a barracks what are the soldiers do they have wings uh n- no no wings um mostly human weapon of choice uh what would their weapon of choice be paul just probably swords you you'd see everything you would see sword sword and shields pretty standard fare spearmen Glaives, uh, you know, rangers, mages, uh, basically anything you could think of. Oh, great. Okay. Well, that sounds like it's going to be easy to get around. Do you have any suggestions for sneaking past them? Uh, being quiet is probably the best bet. Oh, we are great <laughs> at sneaking I and am. being quiet, I, I think. I don't know. I have my days. Now, Flicker, he's the one you got to watch out for. Uh, that's a very interesting cat you got there. Well, I don't believe I've met a cat that uh, talks quite like he does. That's because it's not a cat; it's a devil. Yeah. Oh. I brought him right from the Nine Hills, and uh, he turned into this. I huh. didn't know that's what happened when they came to the natural plane, but hey, he's cute. He's a lot softer. Very interesting. Yeah, a lot softer. Hmm. That's interesting. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to keep that in mind and just keep your hands. Your ears away from him. I will do that as well. <laughs> he gets a little hungry. <laughs> All right. What? You've never had dwarf before? 
Uh, yeah, we're having a good time. Uh, anyway, um, so let's see. Mari kind of looks over at you, Saul, and she says, um, Saul, I, I don't want to overstep, obviously, but... How could you? Perhaps now might be a good time to approach the subject of a certain someone with Misk. After all, that is why we've come. You feel this dwarf is trustworthy? Garrick, are you trustworthy? Uh, I, I believe myself to be. I uh, don't really uh, hang out with a lot of people most of the time, so not really going to tell anyone, I don't think. Okay, is Garrick trustworthy? Yeah. Okay, she rolled a natural 20 on her insight check, okay. so she's got a pretty good read on your trustworthiness. Okay. So nice. she feels that she can trust you. I believe that... Anything we are about to discuss can be handled and kept within the confines of this place with, with our new friend, Garrick. Good. Well, might be dangerous if you told anyone else. And if you do, we'll just cut off your ears. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you gave that uh, up, Saul. Misk, um, so, about Mother. Yeah, you said she was, what is she, held captive or something? Oh, no. By Blackfire? Uh, she's with Blackfire, as in, I believe she's helping him. Helping him? Yeah. He... It doesn't make a lot of sense, but she was part of the assault on Fallen Grove. Why would she do that? He says, and he looks at the Fallen Grove dwarf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Garrick might be uh, looking over for the... Uh, the, the woman who's running the place and start asking for some dwarven ale. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting real. Yeah. <laughs> she was part of the assault and has been spotted again with him multiple times. I don't... I, I don't understand myself, but she was married to Serastus. I mean, yeah, but... So when she came to the natural plane, she just... Decided to destroy everything? Well, I'm not sure that that's fair. I mean, when I came to the natural plane the first time, I, you know, I found a friend. I found the Shiv, and he ended up being awful. But I was looking for help, like a friend. And I, then I found Kjorg, and Yeah, well... Why would she... It could also be her memory's not there. Have you seen her? No. Not personally. You just... For me, when I saw you, more of my memories of the Hells came back. It could be oh. that she needs to see us. That's why I had to find you. Misk, we recently met with a number of folk in Branshire. Some... She she leans over and looks at Garrick a little bit. Or not leans over, but like cuts her eyes at him just a little bit. Like Some, you know, powerful folk, I'll say it like that. And... Uh... They informed us that this, there is a tiefling named Talia, who is allegedly the wife of Sebastian Blackfire. <laughs> Police just processing. I just, I don't understand because I met Blackfire back when I was working with the Shiv. We, I would go and I would sing all the time at the mansion for the mayor and I... 
I talked to him, and like that was after I left the Nine Hills, and she left had to be soon after I did. So how? I just I don't know. This is a lot to take in. He's one of the Unchained. From what I understand, he is the Unchained. He's he's the spearhead. He is the son of the the crooked one. Look, here is what we have learned. Blackfire is allegedly... I really want to say what was chained. No, don't do that. <laughs> Blackfire is allegedly... Was allegedly a god of the hells. So, if he did not want you to recognize your own mother or her to recognize you, I expect that would have been a very small thing for him to do indeed. Yeah. So what... What can we do? I mean... We're gonna need more bourbon. <laughs> uh, the waitress brings a dwarven ale to Garrick and then she goes to get whatever Saul's asking for some orange juice for Misk she just chugs it and then says can I have another one please <laughs> she brings you another orange juice Saul and I have discussed it at length and our best shot is for the two of you to find her to talk to her and see if you can't reach her I, it's like Saul said though she was married to Serastus and he was a wicked wicked individual yeah I suppose it shouldn't be so surprising that she once again sought out someone of great power. Mom's married to a god. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, wrap your head around that. Down's a bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow. Well, I owe Miles at least. I, I need to... I need to help him. And then... Whatever, you know, whatever happens with that, you know, I will, I will go with you. And I mean, if you, if you want me to. Yes. Um, yes, I do. You, uh, well, I mean, that's a relief. I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know when I'd see you again. And I've, I don't know. It's, it's been tough. Um, a lot of, a lot of regret, Saul. I hope, I hope you know that. You don't have to regret anything. That was a different time and different place. Well. Let's leave the hells to the hells. Here, here. So she holds up her glass of orange juice mm-hmm. for its all. He drinks to that. Mabel. Yes. Sticks. You are in the nearby park, just up the road. And you're suddenly attacked by 47 ninjas. No, I'm just <laughs> you, uh, you split the party. You're hanging out probably somewhere near there. You know, there's like some trees and stuff, her, maybe some spots. Like letting that plant walk on her hand. Yeah. Still, you know, <laughs> like, are, are you are you investigating this new plant? Mabel would have like climbed up a tree if there are any available. For sure. And then um, started looking into the plant. Okay, you're up in a tree. Nice. Uh, got yourself a comfy spot, and you're looking at this plant. And like I said, it's it acts almost cat-like in its affection towards you. Um, it likes for you to pet it and it like reacts to certain things that you do, um, and different things like that. Let me see what you can roll me a, um, so I'm going to have you roll me, I guess, animal handling, which is kind of funny because it's a plant. plant. Animal handling is the best thing I I can think of here. Nature is still a thing, but I guess animal handling. It is, but it's more about like understanding nature than, than actually messing with it. Oh, uh, that's an. I got a natural one. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Okay, 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 okay. It dies. I'm just kidding. It does. <laughs> it evolves into a giant plant. Um, you're playing with it. You're playing with it. 
and you know it's it's like it's reacting affectionately towards you everything's going good and then you you like pet it and when you do it it's got like these big like weird looking i mean like lips around its sharp teeth and you like touch its lips and when you do it straight up bites you like it bites you hard you take five piercing damage like it's a pretty solid little chunk it bites you on the hand like Mm, Does it bite your thumb off? No, it doesn't bite your thumb off. Yes. It just leaves like teeth marks, like a ring of teeth marks on your hand. It's about the size of a a coconut. You know what I'm saying? Aww. And actually, it seems bigger now than it was when it first left. You can name it Coco. Stick a stick in it. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, put a stick in its uh, leaves or whatever. So anyway, it, it bites you and it hurts. But then after it bites you, it just continues to act affectionately towards you. It's not like it turned on you. Aww. It's just like, hey, don't touch my lips. I'm vicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that's fair. So you learned something from that experience. That's awesome. How? <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me another animal handling check. Let's go for something higher than a one. Let's go for broke. Uh, 19 plus, you said seven? That's correct. Um, so it's, Sweet. Uh, 26. Woo, man. Nice. It's a little Both better. ends in the okay. spectrum. So, so, you know... You've gone through the crucible with this thing after having it bite your hand, and now you have a much better understanding of it. And as you're spending time with it, you're really getting to know it. And it's funny because, in a sense, it's like you're training it, but it's very intelligent. It can seemingly react to what you tell it to do. Like, you don't know if it can understand speech or if maybe there's some sort of a weird druidic connection with you or, like, something, but... Like when you tell it what to do and you you like give it instructions, simple instructions, it seems to be able to follow those simple instructions. So like it's completely mobile. It can like it's got like little plant leggy things it can move around. And it, like when you're holding it, it kind of wraps around your wrist and like like stabilizes like itself. But it can loosen up and like in a sense walk slash slither uh, across like the branches that you're sitting on and stuff. Okay. Like it can move. Pretty cool. And bite. It can also bite. <laughs> yeah, it can bite pretty hard. Yes. <laughs> it's the best thing that hurt. ever. And you get the gist that was definitely an affectionate bite, like a nibble, kind of like a cat. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Coco. And not a, I'm going to take this hand with me sort of bite. Uh, but you get the you get the, the, the feeling that it could. It seems very strong. So the, the afternoon passes. It's starting to get towards sundown. Mabel, are you going to kind of head back over toward the end where they are to be back up with them? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to keep this plant now, so I have to go through with the quest. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Exactly. So you all get back together outside the inn. After sundown, the crowds are, are slimming out. People in the streets are getting more and more sparse, and it becomes about that time, according to Garrick's instruction, that if you all leave now, you should be arriving around 10 o'clock. We could wait till 3.33 in the morning. I don't know why you want to do could. that. But so early. I believe that Halia did tell us that if we weren't there at... It's easier to hide the bodies. If we're not there at 10 o'clock, that the contact will leave. So we have to be there at 10 sharp. That mm. is the instruction we were given. I wonder when Sticks will come back. Sticks just showed up. Like, do you see the twigs above the table? <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> Very good. There you are. Oh, um, welcome, Mabel. Are you all ready to go then? Waiting for you. Or are you still drinking bourbon? <laughs> Just orange juice yes. for me. Reaches one across the table towards you like, want to try? She grabs it and just shoots it. <laughs> oh, boy. 
This is my kind of child. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Anyway. All right. So you all get up and you start making your way across town back toward the gate you all came through. And you're going to get into the second ring on the other side of the second wall and head toward what Garrick knows to be the Eagle Barracks. Right? Eagle, Eagle Barracks? Is that what I said? Not to be confused with the evil barracks. It's different. That's across the street. <laughs> Let's get eyes on the place. See if we can just walk right in or not. So you make your way. You come through the 50-foot second wall. Walking fast. You travel. Like I said, the, the streets are still, there's still people, but it's not crazy busy. Mm-hmm. You know, you see folks, but people mostly don't pay attention to you. And there aren't as many soldiers out Um actively training and different things and all that stuff. You all come to the place where you can see up ahead the the, the sign and it obviously has a like a simply drawn emblem of an eagle above the barracks like on a sign noting which barracks it is and you all can see over on the opposite wall which is the inside of the second wall here or yeah against the inside of the second wall you can see um like like they were saying like there's an opening that leads back behind the barracks so the five of you need to get over there without being noticed i mean stealth definitely oh, yeah um i think uh before we do that yes uh garrick's gonna cast pass without a trace on us very Ooh. nice. That was going to be my next question: is if anyone had any plans to do anything to help. What level is that spell? That is a second level spell. I see that. Okay. Each creature you choose within thirty feet of you has a plus ten bonus to stealth checks. Did he just cast magic on us? I'm pretty sure he did. I like it. What did you do to me? Uh, just made you a little bit harder to spot. Oh well, thank you very much. Good move, peasant. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions. Very good. Uh, so you are all going to make me a stealth check. So what that means is you'll give me a d20 roll with your stealth modifier, but it'll actually be a plus 10. Oh, Does that yeah. mean I get a plus 17? And I rolled a 15. What? What? I rolled 14, so. I am the shadows. Okay, so what do you got? 31. All right, Saul got a 15? Yup. So 32. Yep. What about Garrick? Uh, I rolled a 9, so you said plus 11, so that's a dirty 20. Correct. Sweet. And Mabel? I rolled a 10, so it's 24, you said? Yes, very nice. good. I think all that beats the passive perception of everyone who is patrolling at this point. I mean, y'all are kilting it with no one under a 20. I don't think anybody's going to beat that. We are the shadows. Um, I will do a roll for one very active patrolman no. in that area. I whispered to, to Garrick, we might not even have to kill anyone to get in here. Uh, that would that that would be good. So is it just like gates with uh, like we're just walking through this gate that I'll goes into it for you. okay I'll it for you. and describe. So you know, there's like a patch of, of of road where you know there's buildings and stuff over on that side, um, military, but it's not heavy patrol. It's 10 p.m. This is like a training ground. It's not like military secrets. You know what I'm saying? It's just where people live and eat and sleep and and train. So. Uh, now, the barracks itself is surrounded with a 15-foot-ish fence, um, but you guys are actually wanting to go behind that. So you all can start off kind of like further up the road and like cut across in a place where it's kind of not as well lit and people can't see you. And you get over against the inside of the second wall here, and you just kind of carefully watching skirt your way through, and you see a couple of people walking by, you know, just like soldiers out doing whatever. 
you wait for them to get out of out of sight and you slowly walk through finally you get over behind that 15 foot fenced wall behind that wall is a alleyway like it is a paved floor alleyway that goes back behind the wall you've got a 15 foot wall on your left and a 50 foot stone wall on your right which is the wall that separates the second ring from the outer ring it's it's pretty narrow I mean it's just wide enough for a, a small cart you know what I'm saying and this barracks is large. It's not like, you know, a thousand feet long, but this area is more, it's more than just one building. It's like a collection of buildings. So, you know, maybe, maybe a hundred yards, maybe the length of a football field that this fence is, is going. And you can see way up ahead of you, there is, and it's darkish, but, and especially back here in this alley, it's a little darker, but you can see up ahead of you, there is a small shack of some kind, like a wooden shack. And you know, that's where you're supposed to be going. So you all approach quietly. Your footsteps are very quiet. We need to learn how to use this spell, Miss. This is incredible. This is a very handy spell. Usually I'd be like, I'm going to disguise myself and... Yeah, normally I wouldn't smoke a cigar, but this time... And he pulls a cigar out and lights it. Oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) You walk down this narrow alleyway. And finally, after a little bit of a walk, which is a little further than maybe you would expect it. It's kind of like right smack dab in the middle. There is this, uh, this shack. And it is... Not huge, but it is big enough that the cart coming from either way would have to stop here. You know what I'm saying? You can walk around in front of it. Try not to burn it down. Uh, it's stone. I, I mean, you could burn it down, but it would take some doing. It's a stone shack. It, a- it looks older. Like, it looks kind of run down. Like, it hasn't been kept up well. Um, there is a door on the front. The door is... The door is... It looks like it's made out of wood. Uh, you go mess with the door, and the door is locked. Anybody? Did anybody bother to find out who we're supposed to meet? That sounds like a wise thing to do. I believe she just said her contact. She said she would reach out to them and they would show. Um. She didn't give us a name. Now that I think about it. Should we just knock on the door and? Saul knocks on the door. (laughs) It explodes. I knew it. (laughs) No one answers. Hmm. What? Uh, Um. Anybody any good at picking locks? I mean, Cesaros, you are quite handy with picking locks, aren't you? <laughs> he, uh, he gets out his thief's kit. Okay. Let's try it. Roll me a... I don't know. Go ahead and roll me a check. It's an 11. I have a drum. Okay, 11 plus your proficiency plus your, plus your uh, dex. So that would be a 7. So 18. An 18. You get out your lock picks and you go to messing with it. And the lock is actually pretty... Like, in spite of the fact that this is a, like a rundown old shack that's probably not really being used anymore, seems like the lock is pretty good. It's like a really good lock. You're messing with it. You're messing with it. And the rest of you are kind of standing there, maybe watching Saul, maybe looking around or whatever. But then suddenly, uh, Mabel, you see as someone steps out from behind the shack. I'm going to nudge uh, Garrick and uh-huh. point out that somebody's over there in the shadows. Okay. Garrick, you look. There's a... You know, standard height humanoid figure, probably a little, well, you know, human size, like, you know, 5'10", 5'11", standing there cloaked. Can't really see his face, but he is just standing there quietly in the dark like a creeper. <laughs> uh, I think Garrick's probably going to look at him and then kind of look back over at the rest of the group and be like, uh, maybe uh, this is our uh, contact over here. Saul's still trying to pick a lot. You feel one of the one of the tumblers give inside the lock, but it's not quite free uh, when you look over and see that there is a figure standing there cloaked and looking at you all. I awkwardly drop the pick. 
Um, <laughs> um, hello? Hi. Oh. Hi. Uh, are you... What brings you all here on this nice evening? We were actually sent here by Halia. Do you know who that is? We don't need names. Oh, There's never no mind. That was here. not her name, I lied. Uh, I uh, <laughs> have the goods. Do you have the gold? I think this big red one has all the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, sticks, you're not wrong. Mari laughs and covers her mouth. Um, <laughs> how, how much was it again? 50 gold. If that's too much, I could take my goods and go. Uh, red one, do you have 50 gold? Yeah, red one. You got 50 gold? Or not so I'm pretty, pretty sure I do. Yeah, you got 50 gold. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah. For a little bit of water. I do It's not. ridiculous. I saw this. 100% gouging. understand the, the value of the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, That's he's, true. He just pulls a bag out. He's like, 50? One, two, That's three, right. four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten... <laughs> Oh, that's a lot of counting. How about 20? Garrick understands the value of the gold. 11, 12, <laughs> 13. 50 gold. It's all slowly counting it out. Unless you want to try and convince mm-hmm. them otherwise. You're welcome to try and, you know, barter a little bit. to Bring it down some if you want. Not barter, but haggle. Uh, would, would Garrick know how much that might normally go for? I don't know if he would know how much it would normally go for, and he knows that it might be hard to find in this place, but 50 gold is outrageous. Or something okay. he could have gotten in his backyard a year ago. Right. Uh, he's probably going to look at him then and be like, uh, that uh, seems a bit uh, a little high there, don't you think? 15, 16. I think you can't get it anywhere else, so what choice do you have? Hi. What? Too many of these? And he's got 20 counted out now. Uh, Maple's just going to take her staff and poke Saul. Um, and say, can't you count any faster than that? (laughs) (laughs) Mabel and Saul, the duo we needed. I'm used to people (laughs) counting for me. If you want to try and and get him to come down, one of you can make a check. I mean, I can try to persuade him. Okay, give me uh, a persuasion check. Haggle haggle with us. 22, 23, 24, Uh, He's right there with you. You're the stillmate. Look, I've got places to be. 50 gold or I'm out of here. All right. Come on, red one. <laughs> you give him the 50 gold? 26, 27. Garrick, are you going to try to stop him again? Try to roll I, a persuasion or are you just going to let me count it out? You can give it a shot if you want. Sure, I'll give it a shot. Uh, that's a six, so eight. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> yeah he's, he's got you on that. He's, he's not gold. budging. He's not budging. Uh, Saul, do you finish counting out the 50 gold? I do every, and it's probably more like fifty-three because whenever he was, yeah, you give him the gold. He he kind of takes it in his hand. He feels of it. He goes, uh, yeah, it feels like about fifty gold. Uh, here it is, and he pulls out a vial. It's a glass vial, and it looks like you know maybe um, maybe six ounces of this water in this in this crystal vial, and you can clearly see what it is. That's the real deal. Uh, pre whatever you want to call it, pre-destruction of Fallen Grove water. Primo. Check it out, dwarf. Does that look real? Yeah, it looks real. You might get to smell it. Like, how, how would you tell? Hi. You can smell it. it smells like home. <laughs> Take a little sip. <laughs> <laughs> he counts it. He hands you the water. He says, all right, well, uh, pleasure doing business with you. And he gives you a grin. 
and the door behind you opens. Oh, floop. The door that Saul was picking. Yeah. Saul, mm. you're still standing close to it? Yep. All right. The door hits you really hard. Oh, what? Uh, make me a, a dexterity save. Ooh, that's not good. What is it? That's a three on the dice. All right. You've got a good deck save, plus seven, but it's still just a 10. Um, you hit the ground. You get knocked off the little step onto the mm. ground, and out comes pouring with a yell at least a dozen soldiers dressed in full Barlin's army regalia. They are holding up their spears towards you all. They hut, 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 circle around you completely. We've been friends. The, the cloaked dude backs up into the shadows. And then comes stepping out onto the step, a very large, broad-shouldered man wearing, like, you can tell he's, like, got, like, sort of, um, sort of like a nicer armor, like some sort of, you know, like, uh, higher rank, I guess you could say. And he steps up. It was the halfling's idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this halfling is going to grab the bottle of holy water and cast invisibility on herself. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do it. Do it. You put your hand on the water and disappear. And also, out of the corner of your eye, you also notice Marie do the exact same thing. Oh, my gosh. And as the big guy steps up, kind of shouldering in, he says, In the name of Lord Bronzewind, I hereby place you under arrest for dealing in contraband in the great city of Barlin's Pass. I suggest you lay down your weapons at once and come with me. I suggest you lay down your weapons at once. At that moment, about a dozen more soldiers come from both sides of the alleyway. As you were saying... We don't want any trouble. Um, we're going to actually end this episode. We're going right to end this episode right here, and um, <laughs> I'll talk to you in a minute, okay? Okay. Oh, and that is where we're going to end the first part of this very special Make Believe Champions episode. Cliffhangers are not nice. You guys getting arrested in Barlin's Pass, you rotten, dirty criminals. <laughs> we're great. Listen, I was ready to roll for initiative. I wasn't... No, no. I just want to. I want to say, like, Miska's with Saul, and like, she's not even thinking. You just completely believed everything that Holly had told you without a question. No, I was had no questions. No insight checks. (laughs) Nope. I thought about it, and I was like, Would Misk do that? It's just okay. It's okay. Maybe this wasn't. Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe maybe this uh, her contact was rotten, and she didn't know it. Have to find out next time (gasps) when we return for our second half of this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, we love you guys. We're so glad you took time to listen. And as we uh, wrap up this episode, let's go around and just say again our names and who we're playing this time. Hey, guys. It's Jeremy, and I play Sutsaurus. Hey, it's Felicia, and I play Misk. I'm Dave, and I play Garrick. And I'm Michelle, and I play Mabel Twigs Mossgrove. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See you next time. See you. Oh, before I do anything else, I actually need to... Uh, Sorry. Before we get into... Okay? I'm not used to the camera seeing me. Yeah, she's usually off camera. I'm usually <laughs> like, like yeah, doing whatever I want, and I'm not yeah. on camera. Yeah, she's now, just I, it's, it, I'm, I'm right shoving there. Shoving food into her mouth yes, with both eating, hands. Yeah. Uh, Dropping cart, dice. Cartwheels. I heard a lot about Fallen Grove. It's, it's sad. I, I actually have a brother who's heading that way. Um, but I haven't heard anything from him. I'm so glad nobody knows it's Saul's fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, indirectly, you know, it's not like it's technically uh, Blackfire's fault. But. 
So you step up and you're you just start kind of filtering through, looking at scrolls and booklets and things, and and you find an orange book. Uh, no, you no. <laughs> Gosh, can't get one. Can't have one episode. Can't have one episode, Jeremy, without this stupid. It says written by Kelly. the orange Dracon Kelly. Anyway, uh, yes, the great secret of the orange Dracon Kelly. I know what a regeneration spell is. And well, of course you're you're you you're very you smart you words ah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, let's see. Hang on. Sorry. Let me check something. I'm quick. excited. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 18 charisma. Everyone. See, Miss can talk. <laughs> Felicia, Felicia cannot. Just kidding. Okay, Felicia is not a good talker. Anyways, Mabel, uh, forgive me. My name is uh, Doric, and um, I am. Pleasure to meet you. I, I'm sorry. And, uh, you just named a character Dork. Dor- yes, I did. You're right, I did. Hello, uh, thank, Dork. You, thank you for noticing. My name is Dork. Hey, Dork. That sounds like my kind of thing. Orange books about books. <laughs> no, there are no orange it books. Was a, it sorry. was a sunny day, about the dragons. day the dragon, the orange Dracon Kelly, was born. I was writing the book in my head. <laughs> I just can't wait till one day he lets it slip through the record, the editing, and it ends up in an episode, and people are like, oh, it's there! <laughs> As, as you are introducing yourself as L'Oreal? Yep. Is that right? Not the shampoo. Is that shampoo? <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sure? like, you know, I want to do Laurel, L'Oreal, Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> she brings you another one. She's... I go to spike her orange juice. <laughs> I, I, Saul and I have discussed it. I got a 17 on my slot of hand, just saying. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? We can go on. I'm playing. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so... So, oh, <laughs> Miss Grilled and that oh, one. No, we're not doing this. Yes. <laughs> well, let's, let's not do this. 